all carry unique histories and unseen feelings that, if acknowledged, might help us to bridge our differences. Welcome to Sidewalk Ghosts with Richard Radstone, short, open-hearted stories that reveal the wisdom and vulnerabilities of unique strangers and confirm just how much our individual influence has upon the world we share. A lot of it began in my wife's heart. Um, when she was 16, she was working at an orphanage in um, Mexico, just a, you know, a short-term uh, like a mission trip. And she sensed God's call in her life to care for orphans. It was really that couple of three words, care for orphans. And uh, we met and got married and, uh, and it had kind of just, you know, a typical um, American life and two of her own daughters and a nice house and a dog and all that kind of stuff. And um, she started feeling lost. Like uh, her purpose in life uh, was was gone, and she because she thought, how can I how can I care for orphans when I live in San Diego? And one day she just, she kind of asked herself and asked me and kind of wondered out loud, are there orphans in the United States? And you, ne you never hear about it. And so we looked into it and quickly discovered the world of foster care. And we thought, okay, this is God's plan B. And while we were learning about being foster parents, um, one of the things we learned was like, you know, there's a, you know, one of the horrible myths is, is that kids that are in foster care are there because of something they've done, something, you know, they've done something bad or wrong. They refer to it as God's call and even more humbly, plan B. And as he told me about their lost and wandering moments and how they found themselves by serving others, I felt of their higher purpose. And as he told me about the first foster child that came into their home and hearts, an infant born with his birth mother's addiction to heroin and meth, my love for the motherless and fatherless sparked even brighter. A flame, I pray, burns in all of our hearts. Even a hope that, as we listen to his words in life, inspires us to more deeply advocate against the negative myths and stereotypes some might bias toward many a foster child. So I asked him the dark question, what would you say to anyone who looks poorly upon any child from the foster care system? These kids who might be behaving in ways that are unattractive to you and can upset you, I would say a few things. One is, it's not their fault. The harm that was done was done to them by people who were meant to protect them. So a lot of these kids are acting in a way to protect themselves. They're afraid of intimacy. And so it takes a long time to trust. So for example, you wouldn't blame a child who is physically ill, who is dying or sick of you know, from cancer, for example. You wouldn't blame them for that. The, the trauma they've experienced and the in the behavior that comes from that, they're no more at fault at that than a child who has a physical illness. So be empathetic towards that. Another thing I would say is be self-aware. These kids are little geniuses. They know what your triggers are. That's because you probably have stuff you haven't dealt with. Be self-aware of some of your own trauma and your own behavior. You want to help a, a child heal? In a sense, you got to focus on your own healing. 
don't buy into their drama. Let them experience your calm. And you can only do that by doing some of the hard work of exploring uh, your own pain. He opens our eyes towards a concept that's central to the mission of Sidewalk Ghosts, namely, the effect compassion can have upon the life and spirit of any one individual. He asks us to take personal inventory of not just the impact we have on others, but also how our outlooks affect ourselves. And as we do, to realize that by facing the painful experiences of our own pasts and presents, we are actually releasing a healing power far beyond the vision of our own mortal eyes. A romantic thought indeed, but in practice, not such an easy thing to do, especially when we are living our own versions of being hurt or lost. And to that point, today's stranger, now friend Brian, shares more of his light. Ask for the eyes to see the pain in the world. At first, it's hard to see. So for example, um, this is something, an experiment I did with some people. Um, there were some small, small groups that out of, out of the, met, that met weekly, you know, kind of a church, small group setting. And I gave them money and like a thousand dollars. And I said, you can't use it on yourselves. You have to use it to help other people. And for a couple of weeks, they were like, we don't know what to do with it. I said, keep, keep looking. And then after a couple more weeks, they were like, we don't know how to choose. We see it everywhere. There's the single mom that works next to me. I didn't even know she, she you know, she, she had a kid. And then, you know, there's the neighbor down the road who's a widow. I didn't know she was even widowed. And, and so it was just, it was all of a sudden, it was as if scales came off their eyes and they started looking for people uh, that needed help and so I would I would just say start looking for it and, and again it's kind of that thing of you know once you start looking you start seeing it everywhere so um, I would say ask ask for the eyes to see pain once more he asks us to see the pain and in hearing his challenge a second time perhaps some of us might be tempted to dismiss our own self-worth to tell ourselves I'm too hurt to forgive, too experienced to trust again, or so mad that all I can do is scream toward what looks like a deaf and damaged world. Can't you see how much I'm hurting? The plethora of hidden reasons and stuffed emotions can at times engulf us like shadows from the mountains. And maybe even as I'm sharing this, I could possibly be poking at our deepest scabs. But as we quietly take in the lessons Brian presents, could he be helping us to feel a new peace? Or maybe even as we listen further to see the purpose of it all? He elaborates. Your own wounds can become a healing mechanism for others. You know, the saying that your mess is your message and God uses your bruises. And so this idea that to your listeners, if they're saying, Where, what should I focus on? besides looking and hearing and seeing and listening is to, to reflect back on their own lives, and listen to their own lives and to see if there's something that was a wound in their life that might propel them to help others who are wounded in a similar way. Helping others to help yourself. An idea that grown from the decade he and his wife have served the most vulnerable of persons 
and we're talking about the abused and abandoned children, well, it's a soapbox that I gladly place him upon. And as Brian witnesses what he has seen, he reaches to put our feet in the other person's shoes. We've seen the best and worst of people. I mean, because we have, you know, interacted and know people who have deeply harmed their children. Uh, and, you know, to the point of it being, you know, you know, you can look at the legal terms, felonies. And then we've met people who are just remarkable. Like just a couple of days ago, and this I've known this woman for a couple of years. She, as a child, witnessed her stepdad murder her mom. And then she went into foster care, went into several bad foster families, and then finally landed into a family that loved her. And she was deeply wounded. And so she had a lot of behaviors that she was just like, didn't know what to do with all this pain in her life. So she would act out, but they just kept being faithful in their love of her. And as an adult, she has 15 children, 13 are adopted internationally and domestic. Um, eight of the children have special needs. Two of those 13 have passed away. And she continues to just love and give life and light to people. She's, she's just a remarkable person. And she's, I think she's kind of on the extreme end of like, gosh, that her life does not make sense. But there's so many people who are just taking that next brave step. And so for us, like my wife and I, our first step before we became foster parents was just my wife. We had enough, we were brave enough for her to volunteer at a thrift store that helped foster families. So it was step by step. Pope Francis has a quote I love. He said, ask Jesus what he wants and then be brave. Maybe that sounds too religious or Jesus-y, but it's the truth. It's the best I know it. It's being motivated through trying to be a Christian. Yes, Brian is a religious man, speaks of Jesus and of being a Christian but one-dimensional his beliefs are not. And as he extends his efforts towards bettering the lives of children and families, his sleeves are rolled up to the fullest. My Jewish roots call it mitzvah. Hinduism calls it dana. And in just about every doctrine or empathetic outlook can be found similar motives. And as we accept the links of our varied spiritual perspectives, my hope is we become better in tune with one another. That is, if we garner the strength to separate ourselves from the many distractions that pull us away from truly seeing our neighbor. Barriers, if you will, that as we listen to a few stair-step thoughts as presented by Brian are ideas that we can use to address the walls that surround us, even the walls that divide us. Get away from the screens. That's step one. Step two is go outside somewhere wild near a stream or the woods and then be amazed by the ordinary person get curious about people i mean what what you did is just and what you do uh, i think is is how a great way for adults to recover their humanity and kind of play in a sense and again then aim for those kids kids will teach you they'll remind you how to play you know, I'm 56 years old and I'm back on my hands and knees pretending I'm a horse now. I mean, I haven't done that 
in 25 years. <laughs> A special thanks to today's guest, Brian Mavis, and his wife, and all those that are working so diligently at americakidsbelong.org. They're doing a lot of great works out there, so if you get a chance to do anything to support them, please look them up. Again, americaskidsbelong.org. Also, if any of you would like to have your story shared on Sidewalk Ghosts, as I always invite and ask you guys, um, simply go to my website, sidewalkghosts.com. Go to the podcast page. At the bottom of that, there's a form you can fill out or even throw me an email. From there, I'll do all I can to get you on the show. The Patreon site's still there, so please go to it. Even a few dollars a month really helps to continue to bring these episodes to you. It takes a little bit of resources to continually put them together. To find it, just visit patreon.com forward slash Sidewalk Ghosts. If you'd like to sponsor Sidewalk Ghosts, please reach out to me. would love to meet with you, talk a little bit about what we could do together. And for all of us, please never forget your individual impact truly does matter to someone else in the world. <laughs>